Blog Talk Radio. Let me check. You ready? Let me let me bone. Salamis ancestors. Yo. Yo, what's up, son? What's up, kid? What's going on, kid? Yo, man, I'm just doing my thing.
Call that black. Okay, Lama. Act hard, totally. And this is the big step. I'm a killer, he's a killer, she's a killer bitch. We some killers walking zombies trying to scratch that itch. Germophobic, heteroborn. I am not for the faint of heart. My genetic build can build multi-universes. The men of God playing baby shark with my daughter. Watching for sharks outside at the same time. Life is a protective father. I kill for my son Enoch is a part two. When I inspire my children to make higher valleys. In this present moment, I saw that through. Ask Whitney about my lust addiction. Text messaging bitches got my thumbs hurt. That president for a new sack religion. Riders black for two years, nothing moved me. Ask God to speak through me. That's what you hear now, the voice of yours truly Teleport out my home body for comfort I don't pass judgment, pass life regressions Keep me in question, where did I come from? I don't think like I used to, no I don't blink like I used to Aqua stares at everybody See the flesh of man, but still this man compared to nobody Yesterday I prayed to the flowers and trees Gratification to the powers that be Synchronization with my energy chakras The ghost of Dr. Debbie Paid it for, cleaned out my toxins, bacteria heavy Sciatica nerve pinch, I don't know how to feel Like the first time I fucked a white bitch the first time I fucked a white bitch, I was 16 at the Palisades, fumbling my grades. I traveled with the team, the Apache life. Centennial was like, when Miss Baker screamed at Doughboy, mixed that with Purple Rain. The interchange the scene, happy just to be out the hood with all the wealthy kids, credit cards and family plans. She drove her daddy's band. I found out that he was a sheriff. That was a win-win because he had locked up Uncle Perry. She paid her daddy's sins. Next time I fucked a white bitch was out in Copenhagen. Good kid, Mad City tour. I flourished on them stages. When he asked, did I have a problem? I said I might be racist. Ancestors watching me fuck was like retaliation I'm a killer, he's a killer, she's a killer, bitch We some killers, walking zombies, trying to scratch that itch Germophobic, heteron, homophobic Photoshopping lines and motors Hide your eyes and pose for the pick. Eight billion people on earth, solid murderers, non-profits, preachers in church, crooks and burglars, Hollywood, corporate and school, teacher philosophy, you either go be dead or in jail, killer psychology, solid murderer, what's your body count, who your sponsorship, objectified so many bitches, I killed their confidence, the media is the new religion, you killed the consciousness, your jealousy is way too pretentious, you killed accomplishment, niggas kill freedom of speech, everyone's sensitive, if your opinion fuck around and leak, might as well send your will, the industry has killed the creators, I'd be the first to say, the each exactly saving your children, we can't negotiate I caught a couple bodies myself, slid my community My last Christmas toy driving Compton handed out eulogies Not because the rags in the park had red gradient But because the high blood pressure flooded the catering So what's the difference between your life when I did motors? What fatalities and reality bring you closure? The noble person that goes to work and pray like they poster Slaughter people too, your murder's just a bit slower I'm a killer, he's a killer, she's a killer bitch We some killers walking zombies trying to scratch that itch Germophobic, heteroborn, homophobic, photoshopping lines and motors, hide your eyes, then pose for the pick. Nyad Hotep and Better Love, you are listening to the Truth of Power show. I'm Beverly. We are live tonight. We have Thomas Tugmo Smith with us, and he's talking about the future of human enhancement. Well, how are you doing this evening, Thomas? Can you hear me, Beth? Yes, I can hear you. Oh, good evening. Oh, I'm doing good. I'm doing great. Good. You kind of low. I can still hear you. Oh, hold on. Let me. Let me try to um. 
send us the volume. And let me turn mine up too. Let's see. <clears throat> so, how was your holiday? Well, um, yeah, I can hear you. Okay, good, good. Then I switched. My other headphones are charging. Um, but um, how are you this evening, Beth? I'm doing good. How was your holiday? Um, non-eventful. I didn't do anything. Um, stayed in the house. Uh, I didn't grill hamburgers and french fries. I just cooked them on the stove. You know, <laughs> but that was about it. Okay. It was too much going on. It was too hot. I I don't like the heat. You know, I I'd rather be in cold weather. Oh, around, okay. You know, yeah, I sweat. I hate sweat. But okay. um, yeah. Next week we're gonna be in the heat wave. It's supposed to be five straight days of uh, ninety something plus degrees. So wow. I'm not looking forward to that. Yep. But how's Stay that? in. Stay in the air condition. Yeah, yeah, and I got to go get some styrofoam so I can roll that. My, I got a portable air conditioner for my living room, so I'm going to okay. have to roll that in. Yeah. Um, have you been looking at those riots in France? At, at the who? At France, in France. No, I haven't seen anything. I've just been on the move all week. Well, I haven't been able to stop and look and see what's going on. No, wait a minute. I did hear something uh, about they let the animals out the zoo. Oh, my God. I didn't see it all. They topped us. They topped us, man. Yeah. <laughs> Black people, we need to we need to reevaluate our rioting after watching Prince, man. They, done, they all riding around in brand-new Lamborghinis and Porsches and, and Ferraris. They set what? everything on fire. They done burnt down 90-something police stations. They wow. I mean, They're not they playing. all the way in. Yeah. Yeah, they going all the way in. And this type of riot can happen here. It won't be us, though. If, mm-hmm. Let's just say the cops kill one of these um, illegal immigrants that came mm-hmm. from down, down there. See, all those people are undocumented. So they can riot because that's what you have in France. All those people that's rioting are Arabs and Africans that that are wow. from other countries that that are there. That remember a few years ago, their borders was flooded with these African and, and um, Arab immigrants, just like our borders are flooded now with the people from Central and South America. Oh, so those are other people that's tearing up their country. Exactly, yeah. These are their their niggers are Arabs, you mm. know. So they they got they got a Arab problem like America has a nigger problem, you know. Like that's how they look at them, like because they don't have a lot of Africans, right? They have a few Africans they let in, and they're generally educated. They're there to do work, you know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. the Arabs just came across the border when um the United States started bombing Syria and um, Libya, and all those countries down there, those kind of people fled, especially those who had a little bit of money, 
they fled. Remember, it was a few years ago, they was catching the boats across the Mediterranean Sea, trying to right. enter through Greece to get into Italy, France, you know, Germany, Germany, Sweden, one of the more richer black countries, I mean, white countries that's over there. And um, this is the result of that. So that now, after all these years, they've had all of these um, these immigrants coming in. These people don't aren't documented. So they, they don't care that, that they, you know, what if they get caught or whatever, you know, they're they mm-hmm. going to get released. And um, so the president of France, his name is Macomb. Right. He, um, he cut the... He cut the internet off. He cut the internet off in France. So nobody has the internet. Yeah, nobody has the internet but the but the authorities. He did wow. that last night to quell some of the because they're communicating through social media apps. They're communi- they, This is all being coordinated, like. They're, co- they're coordinating this in a way that we never coordinate stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. when one when one cell goes down, another one picks up where they left off to try to finish the mission of burning down whatever they're gonna burn down. And I'm talking about skyscrapers is on fire. Like they, this is like the the equivalent of a riot in New York City trickling downtown. You know what I'm saying? Like. You know, and you kind of saw that with the George Floyd thing when you saw the brothers go kicking Macy's door and, and mm-hmm. go running to Macy's and stuff. But this would be like them going to Macy's, not to loot, but to set it on fire. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They're going to set Macy's on fire. They're going to set Penn Station on fire. Like, they're setting stuff on fire. They got all the police. They got the military in the streets, everything out there. Total chaos in France. And they're not putting it on the TV. You only can see it if you want to go to YouTube. They got they don't let the lions out the zoo. They got lions yeah. trying to scratch. They got um the elephants running down the street. They got zebras racing down the highway. Okay, the zebras is fast. They keeping up with the cars. You got the and then they got the Arabs laughing. You know, like you know, yeah, we just did this. You know, like you know, they 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 up high where the lion can't get them. But they just mm-hmm. let him out, you know. He looking for the exit, you know. But crazy, crazy man, crazy. Wow, man. that's one to get, make people stay in the house. You got lions roaming around and elephants and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yo, we we dropped the ball when we riot, man. We just we just want to walk around and say no justice, no peace and stuff. Right. Man. They, you know, they they went in, man. They went to the zoo. <laughs> yeah, you gotta respect that. Gotta yeah. respect that. So, um, yeah, they 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 went in France, man. Uh, did you get a chance to um see that they denied affirmative action? They denied it. Yeah, so they repealed the Supreme Court rule that it's no more needed um, to. Get people in the schools. They 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 took it out completely. Mm-hmm. It's, it's no it no longer exists, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and um, all the Republican judges voted against it, and the three Democratic judges voted for it mm-hmm. um, to still exist. Um, so everyone's been mad at um, Clarence Thomas, and you know we all have uh, we all know Clarence Thomas is not the most loved black person in the world. 
Uh, but I got a chance to read his statements on what, why he voted the way he voted. Uh, mm-hmm. and he was pretty, pretty in line with, like, wow, you know, it gave me a different respect for him, uh, even though I don't have too much respect. Uh, but, um, yeah, so the reason, and this is what the media is keeping out. They keep saying, oh, the Supreme Court, these Trump judges, they voted down affirmative action. And they don't mention who brought the case to the Supreme Court. And it was the Chinese people. Yeah. And the Chinese people felt like at Harvard and then at uni- the University of North Carolina, they felt like um, these two private organizations, affirmative action to allow a certain amount of black people into their school, uh, which is uh, in Harvard, it was like 920 black males and like 1,100 black females. So we're not talking about a large amount of people in a school with like 60,000 students. You know what I'm saying? You're talking about <laughs> 2,000, you know? Mm-hmm. However, it's over 24,000 of those students are Asian. And the Asians feel like, oh, we only sitting in these classrooms with these niggas because of affirmative action. And they're taking spots that should go to us, away from us. So they're saying that it's, it's, it's against their constitutional rights for us to have affirmative action. So that went before the Supreme Court because Chinese people did this. Not No one did this to affirmative action but Chinese people. Okay? So yeah, I, I remember. Who, yeah, when they started it. Mm-hmm. And the media is not blaming the Chinese people. They're trying to blame the Republicans. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But they're not telling you the root of why because they're a protected class now, as we see. And, uh, if we do anything to it, it'll be a hate crime. But in the in the event of, let's just say, black people uh, uh, was to see, oh, the Chinese people did this to us, why don't we stop eating Chinese food? Now they'll be out of business, you know? So they're trying to protect, protect their businesses. Uh, but when you look at affirmative action, and this has always been my thing with it. And, um, well, first, let me go into some of the stuff that Clarence Thomas said. He said affirmative action was designed for freedmen and refugees, okay? People who were enslaved and recently freed and people who escaped the plantation and was living off the grid. Those were the people. It specifically said black people who owned slaves or was free during slavery could not get affirmative action. It was specifically for those who were under, um, was mistreated during slavery, okay, to get them on their feet. And then then over years it changed, and um, then it became something that was for minorities. So all minorities can get affirmative action. Doesn't matter where you're from, who you are. If you're not white, you can get it. Uh, if you're not white, and remember, Asian and Chinese people are considered classified as white. China, uh, Indian people from India are classified as white. Okay, they're not. They're not black. They're not Latino. They're, they're not, not brown. Not they don't. 
They don't consider them brown. No, it's no. It's that's not one of the options. Your options is white, black, Latino, Latino, non-black. That's okay. the four options when you. And then they added in Native American, Pacific Islander. Anyone from Asia is white automatically. Okay, the only only people who play the game a little bit is the Arabs that come from Africa. They come here, and some of them, very few of them, they go down as African-American only so they can get affirmative action. You see what I'm saying? But that's the only reason why. All of those people are classified as white, okay? So they feel like, you know, we're being, they're being mistreated because even though they're classified as white, they're really Asian, and they're a specific group. And so all that to say, um, Clarence Thomas said his father was a sharecropper in Georgia. He grew up on the plantation. His grandfather was a slave on. He went to school. He graduated at the top of his class. He went on to law, Harvard Law School or wherever he went to as an affirmative action person because he deserved it. Because one, my family came out of slavery, right? So, and I was, I got the grades higher than all the white people. So I deserve to get where I got because of affirmative action. It didn't mean you just get something because you're black, right? And he said, but now when you look at Harvard, back to that number I gave you, about 2,000 black kids at Harvard, three out of four of them parents, one, at least one of their parents don't come from the United States. That's 75%. So he said, these aren't going to the descendants of slaves anymore. These are going to foreigners. And why should they benefit from our slavery? You understand? So that was one of his reasons why he voted against it. And the second reason, this is why I always had a problem with affirmative action. He said the number one beneficiary of affirmative action is white women. Because remember, two years after the Civil Rights Act, they they uh, allowed the feminists to put right. white women as minorities. Right. Even though there's more women than men, they're a minority group. <clears throat> so they're able to get the jobs in the schools and all those things that would go to black people, right? Which pretty much made black people stop applying for stuff because they knew that the white person was going to get it over them. This white female is going to get that school position it was a buffer for them to say, we don't really want all these niggas around us, so let's let let's let the females be uh, minorities too. And instead of picking a female, we'll still meet the quota. I mean, instead of picking a nigga, we'll still meet the quota by hiring white females. So that's what they did. So for mm-hmm. the last 50 years, affirmative action, almost 85% of the time, benefits a white person. Okay, benefits a white female or a white person that's handicapped, a white male that's handicapped. Because handicapped people were added to the group of people who could get affirmative action as well. So it went from being some that was supposed to go to freedmen to them including all black people, including Latinos, including Native Americans, right, who got their own stuff. Why do they need to get affirmative action, right? Mm-hmm. Then they, they put in white women and 
back to his third point, Clarence Thomas, he said next they want to want to add in LGBT. So let's get rid of this now before that even becomes a problem. You understand? And of course, that was their plan. You right. know, it wasn't for, it was meant for us, but they never intended to give it to us. Mm-hmm. So all these black people that's mad about it, did they benefit from it ever? You know what I'm saying? Because did you get your job because of affirmative action? Or did you get your job because you deserved it? You know, or because you applied for it and you, you interviewed better than other people. I mean, it, it's still probably some places where they have a, a race hiring. Um, of course, we know that. But for the most part, doesn't benefit us anymore. It benefits foreign blacks. It benefits white women. benefits handicapped white men because they say they're handicapped and they, you know, they don't even, they are um, a little off in the head, you know, and they get the job or whatever. You know, I, I worked at an accounting firm, the largest accounting firm in the world, and they hired these special white dudes. You know, they, they did all the work. I mean, we, we pretty much coerced them to do all our work. You know, because, mm-hmm. you know, it's slow. But, um, I mean, really, really, you know, one of them was strong. You know, he could lift the refrigerator, man, you know. Anytime I had to lift furniture, call him. Well, come help me out, you know. But um, <clears throat> that's how they do it, man. They've been doing us dirty. So I don't think that is Clarence Thomas's fault after reading what he wrote. But, of course, black people ain't going to read what he wrote. We're going to go by what the media tells us. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a sellout. You know, but when you look at it, who benefits from it? Now, you take Joy Reid, Joy Reid on MSNBC, black female. Yeah. She was a Harvard graduate. Her father's from Nigeria. Her mother's from Trinidad. No, her mother's from Guyana. Mm -hmm. So her father's from Nigeria, and her mother's from Guyana. And, yeah, she got into Harvard due to affirmative action. But she ain't a descendant of slavery. You know, it's not, it was never intended for people who come from countries with their own colleges to come here and take the spot from us. You know, so we wasn't benefited from it anyway. Right, and that's what their plan was. Look at all of the immigrants that's the illegals that's here. They were going to have them to uh, get in college through that, and like you say, the LGBT. Mhm. Yep. Yep. And all those spots would have really been going to us if if they did right by us. You know what I'm saying? Right. Which they didn't. So um, just keep that in mind. Um, yeah, this is landmark that they canceled affirmative action, but I don't think that um, we were benefiting from it. Now, will it affect us? I don't know, but I don't see where we were benefiting from it. I see it actually turning around and affecting the Asians because um, you see now the Asians are trying to go after the big tech companies on Facebook, Netflix, Amazon, Apple, um, Google, etc. and say that they don't hire enough Asians. So you just canceled affirmative action. So what's your fight? You don't have a fight anymore. You know what I'm saying? So now they're trying to come to black people to get us to take on this fight with them. Mm-hmm. We need to tell them, 
middle fingers up to you. You know, I hope that's what we do. But, you know, the NAACP is ran by those other people. So right. we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, did you get a chance to check out the BET Hip Hop Awards? No, I mean, after after we talked about it, uh, I went and looked at some clips of it. And I and I looked at the females and you you know, like you say. Um, I didn't look at the whole yeah. thing. Absolutely insane, Bav. <laughs> now you had um India Irene uh-huh. come out yesterday. Yeah, I thought I heard that. Long. And I mean the females are mad at her around the world. Oh, how dear her. She's turned on the sisterhood and all this stuff. And who's supposed to get things in order? Because men can't tell women what to do. It's against the rules. You know, it used to be a time when you could. Uh, you even got um, the female actress who was in a killer in a B. Uh, her name is Kiki Palmer. Oh yeah, I saw that about Usher. Yeah, with Usher with a with a dress on, with just a mm-hmm. see through dress, with just a thong, and um, she was looking good. But you all grinding up on Usher, and he got his arms around your waist, and you, you you're twerking on him, and all that stuff. Now, your husband or your boyfriend, her boyfriend who. She's at home watching the baby because they just had a baby. Mm-hmm. Saying, yo, you know, this is inappropriate. And females turned on him. They, you know, how dare you tell her what to do? She makes the money in the relationship. You don't have a voice. Like, and even um, a person we spoke about a couple weeks ago, Russell Simmons' daughter, she goes out and says she hopes he dies. Like, puts that on Twitter. Because she this man just had, this, her boyfriend, because he told, he said he didn't appreciate her grinding up on this dude, and he just had a baby, and we're in a relationship, and what made you think that this was appropriate? And they felt like he didn't have any right to question her. This is his girlfriend. This is his baby mama. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it um, caused the dude to cancel her. Now he done canceled her one on social media. He ain't talking to her. They just had a baby. But this is because of the behavior that we're told is okay. It was never okay before this generation for your wife to jump up on stage and start twerking on a dude. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 unless it was a pre-rehearsed, you know what I mean? It, it just... It just wasn't something that you would see happen. But <clears throat> so um, I was watching a few videos, and they had this um, female rapper. Her name is Sexy Red. And, I mean, just I, I had – she's holding her baby while she's rapping about um, giving blowjobs and getting, getting having sex. And, I mean, little – Newborn baby, not newborn, probably one-year-old, 18 months, you know what I'm saying? And I'm just sitting back looking like, yo, this 
This is the Generation Alpha. And this is their mamas. Like, wow. You know, when you start looking at it like this, you know, so I'm watching a, another clip, one on TikTok, and uh, one of the best, well, the most popular part of her song is she says that her coochie's pink and her booty hole's brown. Mm. And the little little nine-year-old girl is in the car with her mother, and the song's on, and the mother turns the music off, and the little girl, my coochie pink, my booty hole brown. I said, oh, my God. Oh, my God. You know, the little girl, he's going he gonna to eat me out. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like, so, yeah. So who do you think is the is responsible for telling? Because I, I, at the awards show, we, um, not Whitney Houston, God bless Whitney Houston. Um, Peg LaBelle was there. She didn't have a problem with none of this. You would think that an elder like her would be, listen here, young ladies, let me talk to y'all. You know what I'm saying? Well, who, who, if the elders are, um, um, NDRE called out, uh, Janelle Monet, Janelle Monet, and, um, Meg the Stallion in her text, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, Janelle, Janelle Monet, her, her famous line in her song is, you know, he's gonna eat the booty like groceries, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it, it's, it's like, what are we, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? This is this is getting out of control, and it's trickling into the young kids. I'm looking at these little girls. That's who it's targeting. 13, 14 years old. They got fake hair down to the, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if it's weave or wig, nails. With, nails is about six inches long, and, and you know, <laughs> You know, he's going to eat the booty like groceries. And I'm like, y'all can't even get a good wipe on your ass with meals that long. <laughs> like, huh? It's, it's just, um, I don't know, man. This this is this is scary. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like I dodged a bullet. My kids came just before this. You know, they're, they're going through this right now as, you know, somewhat adults, you know. But, man, I never thought that I would see little girls with their whole ass out the back of their shorts, 12, 13 years old, walking with their mama and their grandmama who got on the same shorts. Like, mm. oh, shit. Hi, Taylor. Hey, how y'all doing? Like, oh, my goodness. This, you know, like, no one said, you can't wear that. You're too young. Like, and you can't wear that. You're too old. You know what I'm saying? But, man, it's it's it's, it's a bad time right now. Um, And they got the kids. Working with the kid and baby in the belly, jumping on the cars. I mean, man, I got to send you some of these videos, Dad. You're going to be like, oh, my goodness. You know, but. um. But that's who they targeting, the young, the children, you know, with the pedophilia, everything. Because that's the next generation. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. That, and that's, that's without a doubt. And, um. It's also who they're targeting with this human enhancement, um, because if they, it's a lot of ethical questions. But before I get into that, um, I wanted to know who do you think is the person, is the group of people in the community that's responsible right now for 
taking the hit and saying this is this is unacceptable. You know, I remember in the nineties when it was black men, we had our pants hanging down. You know, we were we were slumming and bumming, slinging and banging. And Farrakhan had a million man march. And um, Bill Cosby took a hit because he came out and talked about the behavior. And you know, it was it was black men, elders, who stepped up and, and even though they they knew that they weren't going to be popular after making the statements they made. <clears throat> Danny Glover made statements. Um, 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 Morgan Freeman made statements. Like even though they knew that they were going to weren't going to be popular, they still took the hit. Like who who do you think is in the, should be responsible right now for the females? Well, there's got to be somebody that's um, got some kind of say-so. I mean, to me, this would be uh, a, a person that's in politics, a female. I definitely feel like a female have to uh, do this or, or get it going. And if somebody is in politics, this would be a good platform for them to run on. Um, uh, you asking me, do I know a Pacific person or group or something. I can't. No, I mean, do you think it should be um, the men who say something? Do you think it should be no, older black women? Females. Yeah, I think I agree. So in politics, like, I mean, I think if Obama, Michelle Obama was to say something, they'll start calling her men. <laughs> they'll start <laughs> Oh, that's she ain't even a female. But How see, do you tell us what to do? But see, her, to me, it would be like she talking out of forked tongue because from the research with her uh, husband and her too, if he involved, she's involved, and they all into the pedophilia and also I I, I wouldn't uh, pay her too much attention if she's saying something. It would be like oh she just talking politics. It has to be somebody that is really serious. Yeah, if Kamala Harris did it, all of a sudden they'll be like, she ain't even black, she an Indian. <laughs> no, I, no yeah, I wouldn't take yeah. her serious either. Because yeah. she part uh, of that group. That, you know, she part of biting all of them. They all into that same psychology. Their mindset, I'll say. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Now, I was on the train today. I'm coming home from work. And just on the train, I thought it was a dude because um, the haircut, white, you know, tattoos, haircut. But I look, and they had on a farmer suit, you know, a farmer, uh, uh, you know, the farmer suit where the straps come over the shoulder. You, you know what I'm talking about? Um, a farmer? You call them farmers. Yeah, farmer suit or overalls, you know, like oh, the straps overall. come over the shoulder. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and, and they didn't have a shirt on, so when they move, you can see and they you can see where they have the surgery to remove their breasts. Mm. So I said, oh, this is a transgender female trying to, if you call her a female, she's gonna say she's a man. Mm. You hear what I'm saying? So right. she she's out here. Everyone looked, and, you know, just, you know, 
kept it moving, you know, but it was odd, like, wow, this is this is becoming what a is thing it? here, you know. Yeah, what is what do you you know, what is that, you know? And, and um Yeah, so like what do you do with that? Like, um, if that came to your job you would have to call that um uh uh he you know, that thing goes to the bathroom with you. Um, you know, and, and don't even think about asking any questions about, you know, any any of their sexual organs or anything, you know, uh, you know, how do you stand up and pee? You know, like, you know, you don't ask them anything like that because you're out of here. So just... Well, you know, here, you know, here in Michigan... They, I don't know if they passed the law or they getting ready to or whatever. That you got, you can't say certain pronouns and you go to jail. Isn't that taking away your freedom of speech? Yeah, it is. It will probably have to go before the Supreme Court. Is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but man, because uh, Michigan can't change the First Amendment. So that it will be challenged federally. It might take a couple years, but it will go before the Supreme Court. And trust me, they do not want that to go to before the Supreme Court right now. Because I know, the Supreme I'm, Court will vote that down. And they'll be I like, was, uh-oh. Yeah, and I was in a uh, beauty salon uh, a couple of months ago with a guy, and he was, this a family member, and he was getting his toenail cut and stuff. And he was like, I should get some um, clear polish on my nails. And I yelled across the room. I'm like, that's gay. And he's like, you can't say that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, well, why not? It is gay. That's what we used to consider. And I, then I was looking around. A lot of the guys that was doing the uh, nails and the feet, they were gay. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. I wouldn't put my feet nowhere near them now. They might try to give you a fungus infection or something. No, I wasn't getting yeah. my stuff done in there. I just went in there to get them. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, now you don't tell it's, it's, me I'm, what I can say and cannot say. That's my opinion. And back in the day, guys used to get their nails buffed. But when they put the clear polish on it, we used to call that gay because the gay guys did that. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I never, I never agree with even getting them buffed. But um, wow, that's man. They got dudes doing nails now. It's just, it's really oh yeah, when you go, when you go into the um. The, the Chinese, you know, they in there. And oh, shoot, they, oh, okay. I thought, you, I thought these was black dudes. Oh, no, ooh. this is the Chinese place. Oh, gosh. Thank you, Bells. Wow. <laughs> Man, I was about to say, you got, you got niggas doing nails. Good Lord. Well, nah, I, ain't, I haven't seen the guys yet. It's mostly uh, the Chinese guys in there. Well, yeah, they've been into that. Freaking, they got too many dudes over there. They ain't got enough women. So they gotta get in the freaky deaky stuff, you know. Uh, but I see um they've been ramping up their rhetoric, anti-American rhetoric over there in China, and they talk about um 
he said he asked the generals to prepare for war. So, mm-hmm. um, so I don't know what's going on with the U.S. and China right now, but um, we'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah. Uh, I've never seen a Chinese in a uh, in a presidential inauguration until uh, Biden. Hmm, I never saw that. Yeah, go look at yeah. his inauguration, and it's a, a a Chinese right there standing next to him. Wow. Man. Mm-mm-mm. I don't know, man. I don't think we got a country anymore. These people, I think they done sold it to China. They like, we're dying out. Y'all can take over these niggas now. Y'all can have the alleged. Like, you know, now we got these new people coming in talking about we got to listen to them. And that, that's why they want it. That's why you can't say what you want to say anymore because you can't say what you want to say in China. You know, mm-hmm. Go over there and try to say what you want to say. Right. See what happens to you. <laughs> you know, I don't like the president. Uh, they'll be knocking on your door. Uh, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah, that, none of that's going on. So, um, yeah, that was all I had before the before I could get into the topic. Um, human enhancement. We, we talked about CRISPR last time, and I wanted to read a little bit from this Pew Research paper that they did on it, and this is from 2016. So as we know how fast technology moves, and human enhancement, even though it's medical stuff and science and biology, this is all technology based. You know, this is all uh, a part of technology. It's not so much, it's more technology than medical. Um, it's more manipulation and, you know, uh, uh, human creation than it is natural, you know. So uh, this paper is from Pew Research Center. And as we all know, Pew Research, one of the most accredited research um, institutions in the world, it's, it's entitled Human Enhancement, the Scientific and Ethical Dimension of Human Perfection. Um, human enhancement is at least as old as human civilization. People have been trying to enhance their physical and mental capabilities for thousands of years, sometimes successfully and sometimes with inconclusive, comic, or even tragic results. Up to this point in history, however, most biomedical interventions, whether successful or not, have attempted to restore something perceived to be deficient, such as vision, hearing, or mobility. Even when these inventions have tried to improve on nature, say with the anabolic steroids to stimulate muscle growth or drugs such as Ritalin to sharpen focus. The results have been tend, have tended to be relatively modest and incremental, and as we know, um, they have been creating enhancement drugs and things for for years now. That's nothing new. Um, thanks to recent scientific developments in the areas such as biotechnology, information technology, and nanotechnology, humanity may be on the cusp of an enhancement revolution. In the next two to three decades, people may have an option to change themselves, 
their children in ways up to now have existed largely in the minds of science fiction writers and creators of comic book superheroes. With both with advocates for and opponents of human enhancement, spin on a number of possible scenarios. Some talk about what might be called humanity plus, people who are still recognizably human but much smarter, stronger, and healthier. Others speak of post-humanity and predict a dramatic, a dramatic advance in genetic engineering. Machine technology may ultimately allow people to become conscious machines, not recognizably human, or at least to on the outside. Okay, so um, two types of enhancements they're talking about here. One is a biological enhancement. The other one is connecting you to some type of machine um, that, or some type of computer or device that enhances your abilities, capabilities. Um, so those are the two types they're talking about here. The enhancement revolution, if and when it comes, may well be prompted by ongoing efforts to aid people with disabilities and heal the sick. Indeed, science is already making rapid progress in new restorative and therapeutic technologies that they could, in theory, have implications for human enhancement. So let's just make it clear. Human enhancement is not the same as them um, creating some type of device that helps people breathe that can't breathe anymore, you know. So you're, you're that's or, or a pacemaker, per se, that keeps your heart beating. That's not human enhancement. That's a medical um, procedure. Enhancement means you're perfectly fine and you want to enhance something on you. So sort of like plastic surgery. You know, mm-hmm. you, you, you were born with a face. You have a fully functioning nose, but you don't like it. So you go to a plastic surgeon and they send it out Michael for you Jackson. or do whatever they do. Michael Jack, Little Tim. Sometimes mm-hmm. it becomes a box surgery. And so th- this is what they're pretty much saying here, okay? And remember, uh, I remember a time when plastic surgery was frowned down on. You know, uh, you know that if someone had plastic surgery, they'll have before and after pictures in the Star or Inquirer trying to, you know, they did do it. They did have their nose done, or and they would try to hide it. It wasn't something that was out in the open. And now it's like, you know, all out in the open. And I remember a time when black women didn't do plastic surgery often, unless their nope. last name was Jackson. Yeah. Okay, unless their last name was Jackson, Latoya, <laughs> or, or Janet, you know, they didn't do that. They frowned down on that. But um, since the Kardashian ever, all black females seem to have, uh, opinion on it that's not as negative. Uh, so they're, you know, uh, see a female with a tummy tuck or a BBL or something like that is very common these days and it's not frowned down upon at all. It's a, actually a status symbol. It's saying, I got the money to get it done and you don't. You got to actually go work for yours and I can get mine sucked out of me. You know, that's kind of how they, they're kind of playing it with playing with their lives. You saw that on DC Young Flies, uh, that comedian from DC, um, young, his name Young Fly, he's on like growling out and um, he had a few corny 
MTV movies, but um, black guy, but he had a girlfriend, and uh, his, she had three kids with her. She flew to get a mommy makeover, and uh, he, you know, she died on the table, and now he has the three kids. She was only 32. Sad, you know. Um, but back to what we were saying. Uh, the enhancement revolution, if and when it comes, will be prompted with ongoing effort. Oh, no, we did that part. I'm sorry. Um, it seems that each work or so, the headlines have a new medical or scientific breakthrough. In the last few years, for instance, researchers have implanted artificial retinas in a, in a, to give a blind patient partial sight. Other scientists successfully linked paralyzed man's brain to a computer chip, which helps restore partial movement in previous non-responsive limbs. Some others have created synthetic blood substitutes, which soon could be used in human patients. And just to um, let people know, they've been using synthetic blood on you. When you go to the hospital, the synthetic blood is yellow. It's called hemoglobe, hemosphere. It has a something on bioheme. It has heme in it. And this is what they give mostly to people, black patients that come in with gunshot wounds and things like that. It's a blood substitute. It causes your blood rate and your blood pressure to spike up and all types of things. But um, they claim that this is better for them because they don't have to use real blood that they have to go to the blood bank for. So um, just keep in mind, when you see those yellow bags in the hospital, mm-hmm. and read, the, read the label. It's going to have heme, H-E-M, somewhere in the name of the product. Because that's letting you know that's blood, hemo, hemoglobin. You know what I'm saying? So that's, so that's chemical blood. It's not even real blood. Chemical blood. It's not even wow. real blood. And, and it causes your blood pressure to rise. It causes... It could have your, your um, certain organs fail as well um, if, it, if your body rejects it. It could cause all types of problems, but the average person doesn't even know. You know, that's what they use, you know. They, they, they mix it in with real blood to make it stretch that bag of blood longer. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Mm-hmm. They got to save that blood for the vampires that work in the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> Every night they would come and collect so much blood, Dev. I would be like, um, these people fucking vampires. But where is they your blood from? Yeah. Yeah. And yep, it'll be in plastic bags inside of boxes, like um, like bags of grease, like those boxes of grease or boxes of wine with the plastic mm-hmm. inside of it that right. in. But yeah, that's how that that's how the blood comes. But um, yeah. Uh, one of the most important developments in recent years it, um, involves a new gene splicing technique, cluster regular interspace short palindromic repeats, known by the acronym of CRISPR. Now, we did CRISPR last week. I won't get into that part of it. Um, let's, let's skip ahead. Um, to those who support human enhancement, many of whom call themselves transhumanists, Technological breakthroughs like this are springboards not only to healing people, but to changing and improving humanity. Up to this point, they say humans have largely worked to control and shape the exterior environments because they're powerless to do more. 
So transhumanists predict the convergence of new technologies will soon allow people to control the fundamental and, and fundamentally change their bodies and minds. Instead of leaving a person's physical well-being to vagarities of nature, supporters of technology contend science will allow us to control our species development and make ourselves and future generations stronger, smarter, healthier, and happier. Okay, and they, they have a human enhancement for happiness. I'm going to get into some of these new techniques in a few minutes. Um, but um, this is a Pew Research study. Um, this isn't coming from um, some some um, alt media site, which is usually where you find people talking about transhumanism. It's, this is Pew Research. Um, the science that underpins transhumanist hopes is impressive, but there's no guarantee that researchers will create the means to make super smart, super strong people. Questions remain on the feasibility and radic- radically change the human psychology, um, in part because scientists do not yet completely understand our bodies and minds. Now, this was 2016. Since then, they've mapped out the brain, so it's a lot of things that they're doing. Um, you know, they have humans now being tested with the brain-machine interfaces. So this is, um, you know, really going on uh, five years, seven, what, seven years later, um, eight years later, rather. Uh, there's also a, a significant philosophical, ethical, and religious opposition to transhumanism. Many thinkers of different disciplines of faith traditions worry about the radical changes will lead to people who are no longer either physically or philosophically human. Okay, and of course, um, transhumanists have their own religions. They're not worried about you being um, Jesus. Did you see that now they have GTP translating the Bible, Bev? No, I haven't seen that. Yeah, so they have they gave it the original language, the original text, and it's mm-hmm. gonna translate it. And of course, what it says will be the new Bible. Okay, they can change whatever they want. Now mm-hmm. they can say, "Oh no, no, we were wrong all this time. It wasn't Adam and Eve. It was Adam and Steve." You know, right. <laughs> you know. So yeah, you know. So you gotta watch how they gonna work this one. It's going to be uh, interesting to see GPP's uh, interpretation of the Bible. And uh, you know what? They're also going to give it the metanetta. I'm just waiting for that one. Um, <laughs> but say, oh, it's going to decode the, the metanetta. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. Even minor enhancement critics, because this is more talking about the crit. I want to get into some of the sciences um, that they're working with. Um, President Barack Obama met with Army officials and engineers at the Pentagon to discuss plans to create a new super armor that would make soldiers much more dangerous and harder to kill. The president joked, we're building Iron Man, but Obama's jest contained more than a kernel of truth. The exoskeleton called Tactical Assault Light Operator Suit, or Talos, does look vaguely like the fictional Tony Stark's famous Iron Man suit. The first prototypes are already being built, 
If all goes to plan, American soldiers will soon be much stronger and largely impervious to bullets. And if you look at the um, Talos, the T-A-L-O-S, and, and Google it, you can see the the suit, how it looks, sort of like um, the video game Halo, how their suits look. Um, mm-hmm. and, and think of the think of the movie. Um, I believe it's called Oblivion. No, no, it's called Elysium, where he oh, had yeah. that exoskeleton on. It was drilled into his back, and he he wanted to get it taken out because he he's just a slave with that you know with that skeleton on, and other people have better models of it. It's it's kind of crazy. So um, the tallow suit. So they work. They have a suit that they're coming out. That's pretty much gonna make the soldiers as as they do things. It has little um hydraulic systems in the arms and the wrist and the the fingers and certain places. So as you're pushing, now this boost of power comes through the hydraulics that that lets you push something that may be twice as heavy. You know what I'm saying? With no problem, make you lift something that's a thousand pounds easily. You know. So um, mm-hmm. that that's the start before the robots. First, they're going to – this is all beta testing the technology that's already embedded in the robots on humans. That's what they're doing with this. A um, little more than a year later, an ocean away, scientists with the United Kingdom's National Health Services, known as the NHS, announced that by 2017, they plan to begin giving humans subjects synthetic or artificial blood. Now, the artificial blood they're talking about here has some nutrients in it, um, a lot of oxygen, more oxygen in our blood, more nutrients than our blood. So what it, what it will do is essentially make them get bigger, stronger, faster because they're, they're getting more oxygen to the muscles. So as they work out, their, their muscles get bigger. You know, they'll get more swole and, and stronger faster. So that's what the um, one of the technologies that they're, they started working on in 2017, 2023. Um, if the NHS moves ahead with its plans, it would, they, did, um, they did move ahead, be the first time people receive blood created by a lab. And like I said, that's not true. Look up the hemoglobin that they have in the hospitals now. That's synthetic blood. They don't want the lawsuits. There's a lot of people that come in from with trauma, and they, they could probably have saved them with real blood. They give them this, and it causes the blood pressure to spike up. He's coding out. Let's, let's try to revise them. You know, I shouldn't have gave them that hemoglobin. Um, hmm. But either way. While the ultimate aim of the effort is to stem blood um, shortages, especially for rare blood types, which is white people AB, um, the success of the synthetic blood would lay the foundation for blood substitutes that could be engineered to carry out more oxygen and um, be better uh, and better fight infections. Excuse me. <clears throat> Every time I start to show, I lose my voice. Um, researchers around the same time in China announced that they had attempted genetically to alter 213 embryos to make them HIV resistant. Only four of those embryos were successfully changed and all were ultimately destroyed. 
all the scientists from the Gonzale Medical University who did the work said purpose, its purpose was solely to test the feasible of the embryo gene editing rather than its regular regularity began altering em- embryos. Still, Robert Sparrow of Australia, Montage um, University Center of Human Bioethics said that the, while gene editing embryos to prevent HIV has obvious therapeutic purposes, the experiment more broadly would lead to other things. It's more plausible use and most likely use is technology of human enhancement, he said, according to the South Channel Morning Post. As examples show, and remember, um, this is before they found out that two of those four embryos that doctor took and put into a real human being and grew real babies. He's in jail now. This was 2016 before they, before he got caught by um, for doing that. Uh, but they're going on in this article here to praise him for what he did, not knowing that, you know, that happened. So I found that to be interesting. Um, of course, gene editing and engineering, we did that last week for the most part. Now, how would you feel, Bev, if they tell you? You go to the hospital. You have a history of hypertension, diabetes, poor vision, flat-footedness in your family. And they say, um, you know, we could take your baby. You're pregnant. You're happy. You know, you're having a girl. You're having a boy. We could take your baby and take out the genes that cause these abnormalities in your in your blood in your bloodline. So that way your child will never get hypertension, will never get, you know, let's just say never get the flu. That would would you go along with that? No. They told you, let's just say your mother, who is, is I don't know if your mother is alive or not. I, I don't know. No, she's not. Okay, I'm sorry to hear that. That's all right. She's um, bingo. Um, let's just say she's 90, and she's um sick, and she's not getting around well, and her mm-hmm. mind isn't good. Mm-hmm. And they say, listen, we can take your take a splice of your mother's DNA. Mm-hmm. And put good, you know, take out these ailments that she has. Does mm-hmm. the eyesight be gone? Oh, we'll give her perfect vision again. We'll have her back up on her feet in a couple of weeks. If you let her splice this DNA, would you do that? Or would you just let her deteriorate? It, it, well, she's of age, right? Now, yeah. I don't. I, she's yeah, 80, I, 90. Yeah, and I would be like, be leave her, I would be like, leave She'll her be. alone. She she and lived her life, but I might have a second thought. Say if it was one of my children or grandchildren, and they were young, and they still have a lot of life ahead of them, I would have to think that over. You see, so that's the that's where we're gonna get to, right? Because, and I'm glad you you know. Well, if they give you the opportunity to enhance things in your relatives, you know, what will they say? Now, uh, people in their 40s, 50s will feel a certain kind of way. For people who, younger people, 
who's having children right now mm-hmm. in their 20s, right. what, what, what do they feel like? Because that's what's important. What we feel like isn't important. You know what I'm saying? People my age generally ain't having babies. You know what I'm saying? So, but what will my kids think? They're not parents yet, but let's just say my daughter or my son had a chance to take some of these genetic flaws that was in my bloodline out of it with their child, but they also lose parts of my DNA in the same token. Like, what what what's the saving? Where does where does it come become um unethical or right. you you get what I'm saying? Because yeah. I could be ensuring that my child could live until they're at least one hundred and fifty years old and have a good life. I mean, let's just say they could make your ninety year old mother feel like she's fifty again. You know, mm-hmm. you know, like um she's hardly getting around and you know, she hasn't been able to spend time with your grandkids. Now you have a chance to keep her alive. So this is where the ethics and things mm-hmm. come into this. And this is where, this is why this is going to be one of the largest industries ever to exist, ever. The enhancement. Human enhancement. And you can make, um, you know, I mean, and we're not talking like a, a LASIK. Even though they did have a guy that they implanted um, a small camera where his vetina is. He was blind. And he's able to see through the camera instead of Mm -hmm. through his eyes. And and it's kind of working. It's not perfect like like our eyes. But it's able. So when he opens his eyes, what you have is like two cell phone cameras looking at you. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And, but he's able to, those, those cameras are recording what, what, you know, just like their cell phone camera will be recording. And he's able to see everything through that image. You get what I'm saying? Which is crazy. Right. Um, and once again, human enhancement. What happens when you choose to have your perfect, your perfect eyes, instead of having them, you want the cameras put in there because that, that's better. I could focus in further. And I can focus out. You know what I'm saying? What is that going to be something that is ethical for doctors to do? And if they don't do it here in the United States, of course, it'll be ethical in Colombia. It'll be ethical in um, the Dominican Republic, let's say. Just like um, putting, um, they have a limit on what they'll put in your your body um, as far as having these enhancement surgeries. Now, as far as um the butt surgeries and the breast surgeries in the United States, they have ethics, so they can't go to a certain length or a certain um, amount of, um, you know, whatever they put in there. But if you go out of the country, they can make it super big for you. They don't have any ethics that however big you want it, they'll make it. You know what I'm saying? You ever see those women with those super huge breasts it look like mm-hmm. these balls. Yeah. And you can see all the veins in it. They, they have to go out the country to get that done. Because mm-hmm. in the United States, no doctor would touch them. That's mm-hmm. an ethical violation. They'll lose their license. But out of this country, they don't have those same standards. You know what I'm saying? So people will be going all around the world to get these enhancements done because they can't afford them in the United States. 
You know what I'm saying? So um, that's pretty much where we're headed with that. And um, it's, it becomes an ethical problem when you start personalizing it. Not you, but your kids. Not you, but your parents. Not, you know what I'm saying, your grandkids, you know. Uh, what will your kids think? What will your grandkids think when they become of age and have years of propaganda where they're seeing these little kids who have been enhanced, man, they, they, they look like they're so much smarter, faster, stronger. I want my kid to be like them, or my kid won't be, you know what I'm saying, accepted unless they're mm-hmm. like that. You get what I mean? And right. Also, when you look at all these stars, like Beyonce, um, Kim Kardashian, they, they all had these kids with surrogates, they said. Right? I mean, uh, were these kids enhanced embryos? Uh, I mean, That's what they I got think. to afford it. Yeah, like, you know, you look at Blue Ivy and all their, their kids. Were they, um, instead of being produced through sex, were they, was it was it Jay-Z going to the lab and, and, and dropping one in a cup? And mm-hmm. they went in there and they took out all the bad stuff in his, you know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, eventually they'll take out the gene that makes you violent. They can take out the gene that makes you a drinker. They can take out the gene that makes you uh, an addict. They can take out the gene, you know, I mean, who's going to pass up that opportunity? Um, So closing out, we could go to human enhancement. And uh, this comes, I I got a few books on this. Uh, One I have for a long time. It was called, it was just simply named Human Enhancement, and it came out in 2001 by Nick Brunstein. Um, You have um, spiritualities, ethics, and implications of human enhancement and artificial intelligence, philosophy by Ray Corzell that came out in 2019. That that one, um, that's pretty uh, um, informative, but they're going more through um, some of the the moral problems with it, um, and then this one I, this is one I just got, and it's pretty good. It's human enhancements for space missions, lunar, Martian, and future missions to outer planet, uh, outer planets, space and society. So this one's good because it's more theoretical as to how they're enhanced, what what they can do to enhance a human being to live on another planet, you know, so instead of you being able to breathe oxygen and live at the amounts we have it at earth, you'll be able to live and sustain yourself breathing the air in, on Mars. You get what I'm saying? Without you don't need a space suit. You don't need without a space suit, mm-hmm. but to live on earth, you might need the space suit. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? So you're, you're being built to live there a whole new species of human. You get what I'm saying? So, yeah, that that book's pretty good. Um, and it's nonfiction. They actually tell you what they got, um, but I, I haven't finished that one yet. But the definition for human enhancement is the natural, artificial, or technological alteration of the human body in order to enhance physical or mental capabilities. And I, that's a pretty clear-cut definition. <clears throat> you got any questions, Beth? Uh, no, but I do have a hand raised. 
Um, let's go to the hand before I continue. I'm going to go through the existing technologies, the emerging technologies that are, you know, they're working on and the future technologies mm-hmm. that are almost finished. But go ahead. Let's go. Okay. All righty. Uh, Kwame, you're live. Hotep and better love. Hotep. Better love. And greetings, Brother Thomas. He's I mean, you, you, uh, yeah, you, you dropping the knowledge on it. You know, the thing, it's a couple of pieces I sent you on the, the, the VR and, and all of that that they're now moving towards and enhancing. But what I was looking at in some time back was looking at Q. Q, and, you know, I did a study with McDonald's and Starbucks and, and that whole scale. You know, they, they're a think tank. And what they've done is in the research, they're looking at what you were talking about, the young people and the young girls and what they're doing, because what they've done is they've kind of broke it down to where these these 12 to, to 17-year-olds are TikTok and this, 17 is YouTube. And so what they're looking at, what frequencies are, are these these age groups being drawn to? Because what they're now gathering information as to this new bandwidth that they're going to be running, this new threading that they're going to be using is is all done with frequency. That sixteen second frequency on, on TikTok that that YouTube of being able to, to edit yourself and put yourself as a as a your own movie director, or whichever one of the enhancements you want to get. They're now working with the frequency because this is the thing in which they're going to have to do to shift the consciousness. Just like you said, that that child heard that song and saying pink and brown, and automatically that frequency is already programmed into that child's mind at that age. That's how enhancement that they're doing with this technology but the other part, when you're talking about the part of, you know, the Human Genome Project that was done in, in Oak Ridge, Tennessee, where they, they've been cloning and doing, using homeless people, especially women, and incubating and use, they have to have a womb. They're making these test tube babies. They have to insert it into a womb to see what's going to develop when they do this altering of the genes. This is how they have to protect, I mean, perfect this Frankenstein mind. This is what they're doing and being able to, they have to have a being in order to put it in to make it grow. Not like we've seen in the Matrix, you know, with the, with the, the artificial wounds. The thing that they're looking at is how does this, this work with, with the woman that they can use. And then, you know, the absence of blackness is that's what you call uh, white people's blood. Blood is the absence of black. Most black people is, is O O positive, O negative, the original. But what we're looking at is they're now trying to see with the shift and where we are in the galaxy and all these enhancements that's coming from the sun, the planetary alignment, there is a frequency shift on the planet that has to be close to what to create, to alter what's coming in and the cosmic consciousness or that consciousness 
as to what they're going to be able to transmit with this new C-band, you know, and these new 6 to 10 frequencies that they're now 5G, I mean 6G to 10G. That's what they're, they're working with. So what they're focused on is the younger the mind, because even now with, with the women carrying you carry your, your phone on your hip as a man, you, you, you're depleting your sperm count. You carry your, your phone in your back pocket or you got it in your breast, you are something to the frequency of your egg. You're sitting there with a, with a child in your womb and you got a laptop on your, on your lap. You're challenging that frequency is transmitted into that, that developing embryo or that developing child. So what we're looking at, and then the, the most important part is all of this technology that you're sharing with us, a person on SNAP and, and having to get Medicaid and that part, they can't afford that. Looking at how to change them, not us, not the people that, that are, are not in the position to afford, you were saying Beyonce and Jay-Z, yeah, they can pay for that type of science. The, the the common man can't pay it for it. We have to look at what is the divine intelligence going to give us and how do we get that by coming back in nature, by being able to understand how our diet is going to be, it's got to be sufficient in order to help us to enhance the consciousness that we're developing in, in the divine intelligence as opposed to looking at buying artificial intelligence because you got to buy that technology. You don't get free reign. You gotta have the 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 Bitcoin, the currency, whatever it takes for that science challenge. Yeah, you're gonna be right. It's, you're right. It's gonna be a um, have and have nots with this type of technology, and it kind of the same way when I did the shows on the um, normal link. If I can't afford to put these normal links and my kids, right? And you can't afford to put them in yours, then my kids are going to be sufficiently smarter than your kids, right? Because the answers are just going to pop in their head, just like um, DTP is talking to them in their head. You know, you know, they ask them a question, who was the first president? Oh, George Washington. It's going to just, without them ever knowing the story, it's going to, the whole story is just going to pop in there at one time. Like the Matrix, where um, he put um, Neo into the stimulation, the simulation, and all of a sudden he was a kung fu master, and a few, you know, he it was able to take his muscles and, you know, make them more contoured for karate and things like that. So that that is going to be a serious problem, especially for, and that's the future of racism in America is. Black people will not be able to afford to have these enhancements as more and more people, uh, non-black people, will have these enhancements. Then it becomes a, another ethical question is what is the purpose of having these people around who cannot have these enhancements? And that's the next step of uh, where this is going to go. And that's what they talk about in the book, um, the spiritualities, ethical, I mean, ethics and implications of human enhancement, artificial intelligence. The what what's going to happen to people who are rendered um, useless because they can't get a job if they're competing with people who have these enhancements? 
you know, you, you you're not gonna make the that's NBA affirmative action. Yeah, exactly. Right? Action. You're not gonna that's make the NBA action. anymore. You got legacy because, and affirmative action. Uh huh. Yeah, the dudes in the NFL and in the NBA and in the NHL. Those guys are going to be, you know, all super good because they're stronger and faster and, you know, they're going to have to raise the rim. You know, it's going to be like that. So, um, it won't, but what it won't, you, you will be a, what they would call a useless eater at that point. You're useless. You're, uh, you know, you're, you're just here taking up space in a world where you have no value and, then it becomes the ethical question, what should be done with those useless people? You know, we don't need them anymore. We're enhanced. We're, we're, we're stronger. We're better. We could do the, yeah, we have these robots the and all these eugenics. other things. It's, it, it is not the new, it's the old eugenics that never stop. It's just, this is where they're at with it. This is the, the next it, level. It evolved. It evolved over time. Right. And, and the Human Genome Project that was the defining moment for the eugenics movement because now, being that they could never prove eugenics to be true, right, because eugenics means good genes, and all you have to do is have sex with a white person and wait for the baby to come out to see that your genes are stronger than theirs. So regardless right. of how they cut it, their genes could never be the good genes. They really have phenomel. It should be phenogenics because y'all are not just dominant, but in their quest to make themselves dominant, now having melanin is going to be a cool thing. If you notice, you've seen over the years more and more mixed-race kids, uh, especially in right. post-sports, go music. Bank. Yeah, the, the, the person considered by this generation to be the greatest rapper ever is Drake, a mixed-race kid. You know, uh, look at the NBA, look at the NFL with, with Patrick Mahomes, look at all of this now, it's cool to have a touch of melanin, right? Because now they can give it to you. They can write it in your DNA stream. Okay? So you'll never get sunburned because we're going to put this this touch of melanin in your child. Just enough that's going to make them dark. They're not going to be technically look like the white people of the past, but this will be the new look, you know what I'm saying, of greatness. You get what I mean? So that's Brown, brown the new white. That's the book, exactly. Brown and the White. And, 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 the and in order to do that, they have to get rid of all the bad brown genes, you see, that all those carbon, all those people with real carbon in them, you know, that's your carbon emissions. You got to get rid of these carbon-based people. You got to get rid of everything that's carbon-based, right, including the people, because but they have the now created a synthetic carbon uh, that they could just splice right into the DNA of their children. Bam, now y'all got a little touch of melanin, and, and y'all can go out, and y'all won't get sunburned and get heat rashes and all that stuff. Y'all will be totally uh, – now, let me ask you this, Kwame. Well, How many black people do you think, when given an option – let's just say black people got the money. Let's just say we got our reparations, and we could all enhance whatever we want. How many black people do you think will choose to have a white baby when they – Splice that they white gene in. They you don't think not. so? No, because the other part. I don't know, bro. Okay, but what, the reason I say no is because the thing that that happened with that is is that wet nurses 
in the time of our captivity would sit there and nurse that white baby, knowing that I'm putting my milk into this child. It's carrying yeah, but my problem. This what, generation don't know nothing about that. Look at look at the brat. You to know about look, that. Look at look. Look at yeah, but, but, me, but we gotta me, deal with we gotta deal it? with reality, right? Now, so let me just say this. But could I finish it? Could I finish it? Yeah, you. you I, I just it? want you to just look. Just before you finish it, I just want to give you an example for today. The brat, the rapper, who's a lesbian, her and her wife are having a baby, a white man's baby, because they don't want that black baby. Go ahead. Okay, and in that part of them having that white baby. They go in and research and find out that there's a defective gene in that that white ba- that baby that they they've inseminated into that woman to to bring it forth. And in them bringing that baby forth, they see some defective genes in it, and they tell them that if you go through with this completion of this pregnancy, you're gonna have a defective child with some kind of strange odd disease. Now, they have an opportunity to say, but if they live in the state of Texas, they can't have an abortion, so they're going to have to go somewhere else. But the part of the same thing was if your mother had this disease and they were laying on the bed dying, you could pull, you could go and you could say, okay, I want to pull the plug on my mother because I don't want her to keep suffering with this disease. You cannot pull the plug on that child inside of that woman that's hooked up to her birthing process. You cannot pull the plug on a, on a fetus inside of a woman now. That's what they're saying. But you can pull the plug on a human being laying in a, in a bed suffering. That's ethical. That's what they, 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 they're looking at. How do you have the right to pull a plug on a human being suffering with disease that's killing them? You can pull that plug because you say he's brain dead. Embryo that you go inside and, and, and do the testing and see that that child's brain is non-developing, you can't pull that plug on that child. You'll go to jail. Yeah, I, I, yeah they have a lot of uh, ethical things there. Uh, but um, I, personally, I think, back to the question, I think that you're going to see a plethora of black people who will opt to have a child that's not going to deal with racism. So they're going to choose to have a white child. I think that the number will be staggered that you'll see. Uh, and I think that if Dr. Wellsen was around, she would agree. Because he always well, said, black people, if I had a pill that could make black people's skin white and they hear straight, I'll be a trillionaire tomorrow. She would say that all the time. You know what I'm saying? Um, right. Because if your mother, if your mother was dying from a debilitated illness and suffering, and they said, "Listen, Mr. Kwame, your mother's old. She's she's she has a few weeks left. She's suffering. We could put her in hospice, or we can splice her DNA, and then about two weeks she'll be." able to walk again, she'll get her strength back, her gray hair start turning black, she'll technically have the organs in the body of a 45, 50-year-old instead of a 90-year-old, and she'll give no. have at least another 20 years to live. You would say no. I, I wouldn't say because the thing that me, my sisters, and my brother had to agree on, my mother has a no resuscitation order on her file and for us it's on her refrigerator 
if anything, any when the ambulance comes to get her, they cannot resuscitate her. That is her wish. Do not mm-hmm. put me on anything. Do but she she don't need to be go. resuscitated. She's she perfectly fine. I mean, she she ain't dead yet. She she they, we could just splice it and she'll be good tomorrow. Like nothing no. ever happened. Mom, no. Okay. I'm, okay. I'm with, I just left my 91 year old mother in June 17th. I just left mm-hmm. her on July the 4th. She does not want anything altered. I want to go when it's my time to go. That's what she has made clear for us. So Perfectly how many clear. people do not alter her? How many people do you? A percentage of people in the country do you think will choose to have their mother fixed in that instance? But even with that, the thing that we have to understand is... No, give me is a number. Give me a number. What, what, what percentage Wait, of I, the I'd say a good 20%. I'd say 20%, 20? of the people would do. So 20. you're saying 80%, 80% of the people in the country will want their, their loved one to die because of their moral reasons? Well, well, just like you said, you, you're going to have that, that part of being able to choose that. You got to be able to keep that life going because that one process is a continuation of process. It's not an ending. Just like when you get a sex change, you're going to stay on medication the rest of your time on this planet. So what is going to mm-hmm. say that just because they do a procedure, you're going to have to continue it because you've altered the course of what your life was done, given to you divinely. Now you have an artificial that artificial has got consequences. We don't know what the consequences would be. Mm-hmm. Like all medicine well, got side effects. And and that right. that is one of the that is one of the um things that they talk about in this research paper, but more in depth in the book because they've done more studies, you know, it's more of up to date. And um, they are afraid of the side effects of this because they said any time we, we, we fix them, there's side effects. So what right. will be for the side effect? Oh, um, for every action is a reaction. But every action is a reaction. From a, a logical standpoint, I would say that the average, at least 90% of people who can afford to do it will do it. Okay. And if it came down to the child, let's just say um, you have a, a grandchild who needs a transplant. He was born with a disability or, the, the, you know, a kidney. He needs a liver. He needs a, a heart. And they can give that to him. It'll be synthetic. It won't be real. It, it'll all be DNA. Would I'm you, gonna, do I'm you think that? You. No, let me ask you. Do you think that parents today, because it, 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 you're not having no more children. Do you think that your your kids' kids, do you think those kids would choose to not enhance that child to prolong his life or her life? I can't say. I, I, I really can't give an answer for that because that's the decision that child my child would have to make. That's their choice. The, same, the choice uh-huh. the scenario I'm going to give you is my brother had a son. He had HIV. Oh. And he said his how son old is, was going to die. How old is your brother? My brother now is 62. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. He, he got the medication, he did whatever. But anyway, the part of his son that he had by, with this woman, and they saying that he was HIV, and they said that, you know, he's not going to live this long, 
and whatever. He is twenty. What is he? Twenty eight years old, and he has children. His children don't have the 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 HIV that he was supposed to be carrying, and he has outgrown it, and he's a grown man and still alive. Mm-hmm. See, that's the part mm-hmm. that we're saying. Science says one thing, but divine intelligence says another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there's no divine intelligence for diabetes, hypertension. Um, oh, it's man-made. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I know people that uh, got away from that. You no, 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 no. I'm talking about not not talking about in the individual. I'm talking about even if I like it's in my bloodline, but. Let's just say I eat right. I'm not going to get suffer from it, but I still pass that down to my child, right? That that marker that your your blood pressure it, it might, has the potential to cause you to have a stroke because it came from my family or your heart disease or so those things and not personalizing it to yourself. What do you think the average person in America and the average person in America isn't black, right? What do you think the average person in America is going to do with this technology? Do you think they're just going to uh, fall back on their moral principles? Because black people will. You know what I'm saying? And once again, this ain't for people our age. You know, this is going to be for our kids' kids. You know, this this is what the, they're going to have to wrestle with. Because at first, this is going to be used for saving people's lives, right? Helping people who were born unable to walk, unable to see, unable to hear. It's going to be miracles all over the place. Then it's going to become human enhancement where, and that's what what we're talking about tonight, where you're electing to do this um, to enhance yourself. You're, You're perfectly fine. You know, even though you might have I might have the marker for these things to come about. Let's just say a woman whose mother died of breast cancer. And she's perfectly fine, but her mother died of breast cancer. Her grandmother died of breast cancer. She does, her sister has it. She doesn't want to get it. She can enhance herself to where that marker doesn't exist in her anymore. And the problem with it, and this is the ethical problem with it, is that marker stays changed forever. So that little strand of DNA that has that marker might have also caused those dimples on her face that that lasts in her family or whatever. But that's now gone with the marker that traces. So that's the ethical problem with it. You get what I'm saying? But I I can see a lot of people opting to they have these, these deformities in their family. Let me get that out of here and spend a lot of money on it. You know, okay. Well, what what I I think that this younger generation, I don't know about their children, children, but this younger generation, they don't trust the pharmaceuticals and the uh, government. So I can see them kind of hesitant. Right, but but this is the generation that goes to, but this this is the generation that goes to get these life-threatening surgeries to enhance their bodies right now. Whole generation full of them. 
that doing that okay. right now just to just to give them a aesthetic look, not a health something that's gonna change their life or make them live longer, just to get a a, a booty that they can twerk with. You get what I'm saying? They'll go and have a fly eight hours away to a country that no one speaks their language and lay on a table and let some doctor cut. But what and, percentage? And of, that what make. percentage are doing that? Out out of the whole, what percentage of females are doing it's that? It's not a big percentage. That's what and I know. That you, right, but what what he's sharing in the part that I see with it, he said it very most importantly, and I, I thought you were going to piggyback on it. You said that you were able to stop that strand that's in your family by changing the diet and changing the way in which you, you, you deal with your body. And when you were able to have that knowledge to pass to the, 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 your daughter and say, look, babe, we gonna have to, you, we can't eat like grandma now and we got to change our diet, we got to do it. And if they follow that suit, that gene is not going to have the power that it had when it came from your mother to you and from you to your daughter. It's going to change it's because you are altering the epigenetics by changing the whole part of your genetic consciousness. It's because it's your consciousness that's changing it. You decide to say, I'm no longer going to eat this diet. I'm no longer going to do these things that brought this about with my, my, gener- my past generation, but, and I'm going to make sure my generation is going to be good because I'm going to do it to keep me healthy. And then you pass the knowledge to the, to, the, to the child. And when you give it to the child, the child has a saying, well, we don't deal with the pharmacy. We don't deal with the government. I'm going to have to see that my father's living a healthy life. So I'm going to follow his thing. So you giving the knowledge and they're taking the knowledge and giving it to the next generation. That's how we change it. Yeah, but that's, that's not what they're going to do. That sounds good, and that's what we should do. But that's that's not. They could go and work out and lose the weight too, but they're gonna go get it sucked out. Okay, that's not. Yeah, but just it's just not. It's just we're not. not gonna, we're not, is, gonna, we're this, not gonna save everybody. You create. You get your you create daughter, technology. You, you create technology to enhance something, to fix something. This isn't regular medical stuff. This is gonna be as common as an iPhone. Now, you've mentioned you could change the genetics over time with eating. I'm not sure, but let's just say it's, it's vision. Let's just say you can't see, okay? Because I think that it, your, your basis, right, is in the moral of it, the morality of it, the ethics of it. But we know that the people that are going to be able to afford that are the least ethical people in the world. These people have no ethics or morals or, or boundaries or what they would do. But what causes, do we have to look at the causes of that? What is causing the situation that we see in our communities and major cities? It's the economics. Number one, it's the economics. Oh, I, I don't you don't have that. the resources. You don't have the resources to afford what you see through media, through, through television, through music. All of that, that that enhances you thinking that, okay, if I just had this, I could be like them. When you living in an environment, don't produce it. That's where the change has got to come. It's got to change. Number one, the change has to begin within. 
It has to begin within, and then you have to have a plan as how you're going to change what's inside of you. Then you have a vision. Then you create the community of the forest that you want to see happen, and you start with your children because the destruction of a nation begins in the home. Now, if you gave people economics right now, a couple years ago, we had stimulus money coming to the community. More money than a lot of people was making. And they would get thousands of dollars a week, if not, you know, a few thousand a month. And then came the videos of people in Atlanta, Miami, women laid out on these stretchers or in these wheelchairs, but they couldn't sit on their butts because they got their butt. Lines of 30, 40 of them went over there in groups taking that stimulus money to enhance themselves. Money is not going to solve this problem. You understand? It's just going to make this well, problem worse. You know, they, and, and they now they can afford the stuff they want. That's not when they're going to get some type of morality, you know, uh, and some type of values to it. You know? the, word that you hey. used, the word that you used was stimulus. That was to stimulate that moment. It's just like taking a drug. You give that person money, that puts that endorphins get to release, and they're going to try to get everything that they always wanted by that one check, that, that $1,200 check that you get. And you turn around here and think, oh, now I can go out here and get my booty changed instead of saying I can put this money to use and get me a better place and, and do yeah, the things that, that's going to happen. That, that's but the you point I'm making, economics. Tommy. If you but don't, the if you don't know how they, to work. They, they, they're not going to do it that way. They're going to do it but that, the why, way exactly the how they did why. it. What, what yeah. does it matter why they're going to do it that way? That's, it don't matter why they're going to do it that way. They niggas. Niggas do it a certain way. That's what we're going to do. We're going to get the money, see, and we're going to go get they, the nice clothes, and we're going to get the nice car. We're going to buy the stuff well, that we always we can't, That's we what we're going to do. No, you can't say that because I know a lot of people that, Really open up business, they and they use that money, uh, you know, responsible. But the majority of people did. The, the ones I know, the majority of the people I know did. Let me let me let me, let me ask you this, Sutmos. What did you do with your ma- check? What did I you do with one. your check? You I didn't, didn't get a stimulus check. check. I worked. Nobody in your your household got a stimulus check. No, my wife worked. She works at the shelter, so she didn't apply. She couldn't get it. I worked. They nah, sent it out to. They, they didn't. They didn't. They didn't look at what if you had. So you were saying that you are uh, well, over fifty or seventy-five thousand dollars. Stimulus. The stimulus was one thing. The stimulus I couldn't get because I don't. I didn't file my taxes in a few years. Oh, okay. Uh, no, I so can't I do that because I got a stimulus check. I haven't filed taxes since 
But that money I couldn't get because I had my job didn't lay me off. They didn't lay anyone off. You just got to work from home. So I couldn't apply for unemployment because I didn't lose any money. You know, I, I got the same check. So I just okay. worked from home, you know. So, but um, in, my, in my wife's job, she had to work at the shelter. So there's no working from home there. But her job was secure because it's not like COVID ended homelessness. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, right. yeah, but the majority of the people I know, they went and bought BMWs in my neighborhood. Those, BM, those BMWs have since been repoed. Uh, they went and bought a nice little ensemble of clothes. They went and bought a hell of a lot of fireworks. Um, you know, those oh, scooters and, and mopeds and, and motorcycles that the cops ended up confiscating by now. Well, no, okay. Well, they ain't gonna never get no. Ain't gonna never get no. I'm gonna share with you. The sister I know in Maryland that got her stim- her household got the stimulus check. They opened up a herbal shop and and a, a vegan shop. They already if had that's food. Not, that's not the majority. That's what I'm trying to say. Like to say the, know, the majority but, of people took the money and and fucked it all. Let's be realistic. Yeah, well, took I the money and they they did it exactly what you know niggas is gonna do with money. How many how many how many broke people will it be if they gave the folks right now reparations? If they gave them a check for reparations, how many broke people would you think will be how at many? the end of the year? Oh man, black people? Yes. That's gonna get reparations. It depends on how much they give. They only like, gave $1,200 uh, look at what they did. Well, I, I'm just saying, like, if they gave people sufficient amount of money, yeah, they I think that they could last, uh, 50% could last a year. But if they just give, like, when I did the math, it'll be like 600 some thousand dollars per person. I think that that, that will you probably have about 25% that at the end of the year, Still got the sum of the six twenty five. I would say twenty five. Yeah, but you look at seventy five percent. They're gonna go buy a Bentley. That's three hundred thousand. They're gonna or they're gonna go get a four hundred thousand dollar house. They're gonna go spend it on something that they always wanted, and that's gonna be the bulk of their money. That's the majority of people. But they right. They, they gonna. They gotta do it for the Instagram, man. They gotta go fly. We got. Let me uh. Let let me add somebody else to the table. Uh, two one five. Two one five. Okay, better love, sister Bad. Better love, better love. brother Crawley. Better love, brother Tut. Peace, better peace. Love. Um, great conversation. Um, I had to jump in here and get my little two cents. <laughs> you know, being thirty five. Let me give you my two cents. All right, first for the reparations thing, right? Let's say they give. Let's say they drop five hundred thousand in my bank account right now. I'm gonna be honest. Like I'm gonna take care of the business that I gotta take care of. But it's a few things that I got to get out of my system. Like I'm not gonna be totally irresponsible. But I'm gonna get a Durango. Like I'm gonna get an SRT. Like I'm gonna get that. Like I'm gonna get the things. I'm gonna get the things that's gonna help me better myself in life, yeah, but I'm also going to get a car. Um, 
I'm going to get clothes. I'm not going to get Balenciaga and Gucci and all that crazy type stuff, but I'm going to get the type of clothes that I, that I wear. Um, also, um, a lot of people got all that spending money and doing the dumb shit with their money. They got that out with the pandemic. Um, when I talk to a lot of these kids, a lot of them be saying, like, yo, I really effed that pandemic money up. But if I get it again, though, I'm going to be smart. But I'm glad I did get it because I got to go to Puerto Rico. I got to go to the to the, to the uh, Dominican Republic. I got to go to um, um, uh, St. Thomas and, 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 and Panama and everywhere everybody was going. You got people from the projects that was going to, that never been out of Philly before in their life. They was going to Miami. They was going to L.A. They was going to Vegas. They was doing all these things. And I think a lot of that splurging is out of their system. Yeah, people still going to go wild. But I think, a, I think that pandemic money got a lot of people to, to see more and to do more. And so now they know, it like, especially like a lot money. of people. It made them want want money now. They they yeah, got right. Money. It made them want money, sister Bev. It made them want something out of life because they've been somewhere else. So yeah, we seen them f that money up, but I don't think the second time around people gonna really f their money up like that. You gotta. It's an underground rapper here in Philly. Well, he kind of not underground because he beefed with Meek Mills and it was a whole big thing. His name Quilly Mills. Quilly Mills, in one, in one of his latest rap songs, he calling himself Quilly Carson. This is an underground, this is a, a total street dude. Like, he from the projects, like, I say about seven blocks away from me. Like, I know, like, he's really a street dude. But you got him listening to Forbidden Knowledge. You yeah. got people tuning in the Sister Bev show. Like, nobody is that retarded no more to the point where they just totally like 1990s ignorant and want all that like you like you got tiktok tiktok exposing balenciaga and all these different clothes even though you can't get a lot of niggas off of balenciaga and all that stuff and they excuse me well i paid too much money for it to just throw it in the trash even though i know what i know but they do know what they know and i think the second time around a lot of people will do different things with their money because i know a lot of people they they got 13000 deposit in their account. Then they was getting $600 every week. Like, people was really up during the pandemic. So they got a taste to see what money was like. And now that they don't have it no more and they scrambling. You want it. Now they know what, mm-hmm. all right, damn, I messed that money up right there. Next time around, I'm not going to do that. Now, on the on the body enhancement factor. Now, let, let, let me just say something. Brother, brother Tuck is right. Let me just say something before you uh, leave that point we, we was just doing and go to body enhancement, right? See, I grew up in the era where the stimulus money was every day, the crack ever. And you don't know how many people I see, yo, just one more brick, yo, I'm out, man, I'm done. That brick go, they back it. It, 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 they, they can't help themselves, bro. I've seen it happen. Like, that's why I was, I'm living for my very Crack ever, man, I seen dudes make $30,000 a day, you know what I'm saying, and blow it, you know what I'm saying, and yo, man, I ain't gonna blow the next one, man, go get another, blow it, until they end up in jail or something, and they they looking back like, yo, damn, I had it, you know, I wish I, you know, but I seen them blow it and blow it and blow it and blow it, 
No one they was blowing it. No one they was messing up. You know what I'm saying? So I just seen it happen. Right. Right now, but we also got to think about this though. Not to cut you off, but we got to think about this though. They was they was in a they was in a certain mindset. You feel what I'm saying? They was a good they they was in a certain mindset that was calling them back to do something. We talking about somebody that work at Target, somebody that work at Walmart, somebody that work at Ross or Marshalls or Amazon or FedEx or something like like. Like somebody right, like regular folks that ain't in no type of illegal activity that got their money and messed it up, they gonna do the right thing with it. I think so the second time around. Now, people that's out there on the streets, people that's that's scheming, people that's on angles and all that, yeah. They gonna keep doing the super stuff and you know, they insane. You know what I mean? They already in the streets. So they're doing insane things. The definition of insanity is to keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. So those people are already insane. So we already know they're going to keep doing the crazy stuff. But the regular common people that work at the breakfast store for Sue Kim and them that got all that money, the second time around, they're not going to blow that money again because they're tired of working for Sue Kim at the breakfast spot. They're tired of making $150 a week, and they got to depend on tips. Like, they're tired of that. They got to see different things. They went down Atlanta. They got an Airbnb in Buckhead. So now they know what that's like. Oh, all right, this was this like, you know this, all right, like. So now that they back in reality and they back into the hood and they back into a place where they didn't want to be, I think things are going to change. Now, the body enhancement, since the bad brother Kwame, every shorty got a BBL. I ain't going to say every girl got a BBL. <laughs> Every girl got a BBL. Like, it's to the point where it's disgusting now. Like, it's, it's disgusting because it don't even look right. Like, you're 5'3", 120 pounds, and your butt is just crazy. It don't go with your thighs. It don't go with your leg. It looks like meatballs on toothpicks. Mm-hmm. Jessica Rabbit. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean you, what happened to the babies? That's how we used to get our butts when we had our babies. The babies gave us our titties and our butts. Right. See, but what since the bad ain't lazy, is true. these girls is lazy. Yeah, what, they don't want to. They don't want to do. They don't want to go through the process of losing weight naturally. They want to go through. Um, there's a doctor here in Philly. His name Doctor Fisher. That all the girls was getting weight loss pills from. They want to go to Dr. Fisher and get the weight loss pills. They want to go to, uh, they want to go up New York, up Manhattan. It's a clinic that a lot of girls in Philly go to. Like, they want to find somebody in my family. That she got a BBL. Now, hers looked right because she was already, she already had thigh and legs. She just wanted to add a little bit more butt on. So, hers don't look stupid, but most girls' butts look dumb. And you can tell, like, they, just like, just like Brother Ted said, they doing it for the grand. Because that's the only thing right. they look right at. When you really look at it in person, you like, ew. Like, and, you know, I like a big butt. But I'm, when you look at it in, in reality, when I look at all these BBLs, what I see is that episode of the Boondocks when Pops was dating the Kardashian and her ass blew up at the, daughter, at, at, at the dinner table <laughs> and she died. That's, that's what's going on in my mind. Like, are you, like, are you mentally stable upstairs because what made you want to all you had to do was work out sister bad y'all girls don't even play double dutch no more they ain't even teaching their daughters mm-hmm. physical 
physical things to keep their body in shape. They just want, you know, and then, um, yeah, and no more your brother Kwame, um, the ethical point of it, I think black people will have to be ethical because we're not going to be allowed to get these things like brother Tuck was saying. We're not going to be allowed to get these things, so that's when the ethical stuff can, like, you know, that's when that's going to kick in. But for the niggas that can get it, oh, they're going to they switch their jeans up. They're going to get rid of all that. I don't know too much about changing their skin white because I talk to a lot of kids. Like, I got a lot of nieces and nephews and little cousins and people around my way. Like, they don't want to be white. Like, they don't, like I said, it's social media out, so you got people like, Black Magic 363 and people on there and they watching House of Consciousness stuff and they watching how melanin is like better than being white. So I don't, uh, we always got coons and jigaboos. Maybe they might try to do that, but for the most part in the hood, everybody really loved being black for real, for real. We, we, we might do the aesthetic thing to not be black, but I don't think internally we, we, we want to switch up like that. And I think you're correct because this generation has a more proudness of, of the natural hair. I mean, the, the the way folks are now even arguing and getting states to change the law that the business can't say how you could, how the women have to wear their hair. And the thing mm-hmm. that's happening is they're taking pride in their bodies and what they mm-hmm. have, but the the part of the media influence for those ones right. that are, are low, lower, low on self-esteem, they want to cosmetically change themselves. Because the natural way what Sister Bev was saying is that satapichi, if that's what it's called when a woman has a big butt, is that the body, that nature knew that the woman had to store the, the necessary fat in order to create the milk to feed the baby if there was a drought or, or some type of famine that, that was a lack of food she would still be able to provide for that child. This is these are the parts of the science that, that that has to be put into it, along with the technology. But we can use that information highway to put like get on Black Magic 360. Uh, Billy Carson talks about some of the things in which the science of the body, because we got to look at how we got to use divine intelligence uh, with artificial intelligence. Technology don't the, the robots ain't looking at how they have to have a a, a big butt. They gonna have a bot, but not a butt. A bot, <laughs> but not a butt. Right. See, we we got to right. look at the words that they're using because we turn around. He wanted a sister going out. He want a, a butt. Listen to a bot. That's the that that's the oh. thing that we we got to look at. This is what 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 we're up against. So I got one for y'all. If y'all remember. Cause I just seen it on YouTube. Um, Cosmic dog, cosmic right. Flock. right. Remember the alien part. Most of the black people kind of wanted to go with the alien, and it was only right. the coons that was trying to stay here on Earth. And no, we don't want to go up there with the aliens. And... No, so I and, guess that's and that's only... true. It's, it's, it's called a day of absence. There was there's, there's a play and it's a book about it called the day of absence. And what they did was okay. the aliens came and sat down with the government and the military and says, we see you have a problem with all your dark people here in your country. 
And he said, we can do you one favor. We can take them all out of, out of your country if you want them to be out of here. And everybody in the room, all the white folks start saying, yeah, go ahead, take them, take them. And the military said, yeah, take them, go ahead. We don't have to be fighting with these folks and doing it. They started loading them up on the spaceship. They sat there in the room and started discussing, well, who's going to run my corporation? Who's going to do the labor? Who's going to serve my food? Who's going to fight our battles? They realized we need these black people, and they started trying to get them aliens to get the black people back because that day of absence showed them we can't run nothing without them. And that spoke to a bigger picture on our reality that we live in right now. They can't live without, they can't, they, they can try, but I don't even think it's going to go down like that. Like, I think, I think they're going to hook their claws into us for a little while, but I don't even think the creator of this realm is even going to, like, make it totally possible where we just totally exterminated and all that. And they just had a way. I don't, I don't see that. We're the originals. Because you, you, you look at something, in, in their own science, they're saying that the DNA originates from a woman that has a skin tone and complexion like us and a man. That's what their science is saying, that, that their DNA, that their study of DNA, that the origin of humankind comes from people who look like us, not them. Right. As they say, Jane Jane Ellie said that they're a melanemic people, absence of melanin. And that's what their their charge is, is because they know on this planet, Biden even said by twenty forty, there will be a minority of white people on Turtle Island. He said that in a speech and, and folks were shocked to hear that they white people are gonna be a minority. Well, to be yeah, honest, California, I, California, when they uh, they said by the year twenty, I think it might have been twenty thirty five, that they were gonna whites will be the minority in California, the Latino people will be the majority. So California passed a law that said no one can use the word minority anymore because we will not be a minority. So they outlawed the word minority, <laughs> so they won't be a minority. You know what I'm saying? Right. But I got a question for the brother because he's 35. You know, would would you contemplate if you had a a, a female and y'all were about to have a baby and you can't afford to uh, ensure that your kid has perfect vision and be a little bit faster and stronger and be a little bit uh, more quick with the mind um, than others, would you take that chance or no? Who you, <clears throat> who you at? I was asking the brother from Philly. Oh, oh I'm sorry, brother. What was that? If you had, if you had a, a, a you and your your girlfriend, your wife was having a baby, and you can ensure oh. that your baby would have perfect vision and perfect hearing and be a little bit faster, quicker, stronger, more mentally capable than others using some DNA splicing, would you take that opportunity if you can afford it? No, I wouldn't. Not with my consciousness. Nah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't but, 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 Bonquisha and Raheem and them—that's not <laughs> up on consciousness. <laughs> they would. Yeah, Pookie and Ray Ray and them, right? They—they they gonna jump <laughs> right. on it, right? Yeah, right. Uh, I, I think 
So what, what percentage of people from your generation, right? Because I guess you would be a millennial. What position from uh, generation? Yeah, I'm a millennial. Oh, you're a millennial. All right. So what position? I'm, I'm, I'm X at the end of X. So kind of millennial, but I'm at the end of X. What, what percentage okay. of people in your age group do you think? And, and we have to keep in mind, right, that in our community in particular, we might mm-hmm. be the only community in the world where the women raise the kids by themselves. And True. women's first um, instinct is always, you know what I'm saying, better for the kids. And easily swayed by a persuasive man to make some bad decisions. We know that. And these doctors, right. I mean, this is going to be a huge industry, man. This is going to be bigger than oil. It's going to be bigger than technology, like internet. This is the life or death. This is going to be um, super, super important. So how many people, how many of these young women do you think will just take this opportunity? Well, I hear some. Just take the opportunity to um, um, on their own because it won't be they, they, they baby mama. They, they ain't got no dude that's going to tell them, no, nah, don't do that. I'm, I'm conscious for that. They're going to be making these decisions on their own, just like they make all the decisions for the kids in our community. So what what, what well, percentage do you think will choose to do it? So I'm going to use the pandemic as an example, right? Now I'm 35, so I'm looking at it from a from a, from a 30 to I'd say about 37 perspective, right? Most people I know and about a year ago, I moved back in, into the neighborhood where I'm where I'm, where I'm at the hospital, where I'm kind of from. Um, as I'm bumping into everybody, mostly everybody woke for real, for real. Like I'd be asking them, like, "Yo, you took that vaccine shit?" They'd be like, "Man, fuck no, I got one of them cars though." You. So I don't think we grew up with Captain Planet. We grew up with certain shows that embedded stuff in our subconscious, that's why you have a lot of young 30-year-olds in this type of movement and finding out who Sister Bev is. Like, I found out who Sister Bev is through trying to find Jewel Pukram. I ain't got no business even knowing who Jewel Pukram is at my age. I'm, you know what I mean? Like, but a lot of, you know what I mean? So I don't, now, that 20s generation, like 22, 23, 20. Like I said, I think the aesthetic part of it, yeah, but it's going to be somebody that come out and just out the fact that, hey, changing your baby eye color might, just like you said, it might get rid of the dimples that y'all got in y'all family. Um, Making sure your child don't got diabetes, even though it sounds good. Um, One of their legs might be shorter than the other. That might be the side effect of it. So I think we look like I, I think we 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 I don't I don't I don't percentage wise I would say seventy eight percent of the people wouldn't be with it in my age group and the that's other percentage would be the ones that that always was afraid to get in trouble and listen to everything grandma and them say even if even though it's leading them to their death. Those are the ones that are, you know, rock out with it and do all these things that, you know, you, you, you spoke about. 
But 78% of the people I don't see them in my age group, I don't see them doing it. I don't see them doing it. Because we, we, we are the beginning that's of technology. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I, and I want to piggyback on that because that's excellent, man. I'm grateful to know your generation is, is, is waking up. And the part of it is, is you know, you spoke about Jewel Pukum. Jewel Pukum and my first wife went to Roosevelt University together. She was she was a student okay. of Alvina Fulton. You know, we came up there in Chicago. The thing that I'm seeing is is that yes, we have those ones that that are, that that were way showers. And even when Jewel went to school and medical got her OBGYN, and she saw what was happening to black women. She raised her consciousness and says, no, I got to get out here and stop these women from going and having all of this stuff done, what they're doing, about Marion Sims and how all of that started. So it's, it's, it's working because to hear you say what you just said lets me know that we've got a chance because I'm a baby boomer. I came up and, and came in the world in the 50s in Mississippi. So the part that we're seeing is we got hope. You know, with Tutmosis and dropping the science and then you just dropping it, what you drop, and they're opening up this, this truth to power, giving us a voice to speak that we are able to, those that will have the ears to hear will hear the eyes to see and make the choices to make the change because we are the only ones that's going to save us. Next year, they're getting ready to show Bob Marley's movie. But, hey, Tut. Watch July 21st is coming out on Netflix. Jamie Foxx's last movie he did because the sister that worked on it here, I know, she, the cloning Tyrone, that is going to be a movie about the science and the mind and the slice of what you're talking about with the AI. That's what that movie is about, is about cloning black people. Cloning Tyrone is coming out July 21st on, on Netflix. Oh, I gotta, I gotta check that out. That sounds good. And and I've been monitoring uh, the people of uh, Philadelphia, your age, and you're right. They listening to uh, the conscious and, and people, and a lot of them have shows. They putting on shows themselves, and right. they talking stuff that we talked five years ago. But they getting it, you, you know. We because of X research, and I'm hearing them talking it, and they they putting shows, you know, they got YouTubes, and they telling other young people. So I definitely see the young people have conscious now. They they see what's going on, right? So we're decolonizing. Philly always had a huge conscious community. They got a huge uh, Muslim population of brothers down there. They got a huge Moorish brothers, Taj Tariq Bay. Yeah, I was and, about um, to say that. Sabir Bay and all the brothers uh, will come up to New York and, and build with the brothers on 125th Street. So they, they have a pretty, uh, I would say, a pretty decent-sized conscious community compared to most cities, for sure. Yeah, the city of brotherly love, because that was supposed to be the original capital. And, you know, Brother Ross Ben is out of out of Philadelphia. And Ross, Ross Ben just wrote three new books, The Mystery of Philadelphia, Rock of Ages Anew, 
and uh, there's another one. He talks about the science that was done there in Philadelphia because the whole thing of vaccine for smallpox started there in Philadelphia when they had the smallpox epidemic. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of conscious people. There's a lot. There's a lot of Muslims. Like I told y'all before in previous uh, shows, I I don't know no like either people just in a spiritual bag or they Muslim. Like I don't. It really ain't. I'm not gonna say there's no Christians. Like I'm not gonna say that. But most people are. But I gotta give Muslim or in spirituality silly. or Hebrew the Israelites or something like that. Yeah, but the brothers in Philly, in that Muslim community, the brothers in Philly are taking those sisters in. They have more than one wife. There's not an absence of a lot of women being single in the Muslim community. No, it's not. No, no, it's not. I just, me, for me, um, that's my that's my God of spirituality. I'm not dogmatic. I'm not into the Wahhabi Salafism of it because I've grown to see the side up in that. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, it's, it's not a shortage of, uh, of that in the Muslim community, but it's a lot of, you know, you do things because you want to do things the right way and you want to love and you want to have a happy home and a happy relationship. But most of this stuff is brothers getting out of jail. Oh, I can have more than one wife. Oh, bet not saying that they not true in their faith, but, you know, we men. So our sexual urges is different from a female. So they let that sexual ego get to their head. And in turn, like I said in the Quran, if you can't, if, if I can't deal justly with one woman, I mean, if, if, if you can't deal justly with all four women, then only one is permissible for you. So that means, Mind, body, soul, spirit, everything. If I give her twenty dollars, I gotta get her twenty dollars, her twenty dollars, her twenty dollars. If I'm spending my time with her, I gotta spend time with her and her. Like is is all is bigger than me just having a few wives and oh this one do that and oh she do that and like it's bigger than the mundane stuff that they be trying to make it. But um. Yeah, if it wasn't for, if it wasn't, I'm going to be honest, if it wasn't for Islam, I wouldn't probably be talking to y'all right now. Um, if it wasn't for my uncles that was in the NOI and, and um, my family has connection to the move, um, if it wasn't, see, like you said, we got a lot of different influences. So maybe Philly might not be the city that, like, kind of ask that question on, because um, I ain't going to say everybody conscious, but people not with the stupid, like, we on higher knowledge, just like, just like you said, brothers link up with the brothers on 125th Street, we go up to Newark and be with the brothers in Newark, so it's like, this is a whole consciousness hub here, so asking yeah, that question is kind of they got a big conscious community in North New Jersey too, yeah. Yeah, Absolutely, yeah, bro. yeah. And um, you know, I I do see the the messages spreading because I like I like talking to people your age and younger because y'all know y'all know more than people I talk to my age. It's like I'm teaching these dudes like y'all you know this, 
Damn, man, but you know, I talk to young person, they'll come in like, yeah, you know, because they do watch. They, I guess social media, you know, this stuff spreads a lot more, you know, than it did when I grew up. You had to go get the tape from 125th Street, from, you know, Sinetta. You had to go and get the tape, you know, to be able to watch it. Right, you know right, right. And so, you know, and, and you, you, you might only have $10. You could get two tapes, you know what I'm saying? And you had to go through it and see, oh, uh, did I see this one yet? You know, all the Phil Valentine's right. and Bobby Kimmich and, you know, uh, Dr. Muhammad and all that stuff, you know what I'm saying? Khalid Muhammad, I'm sure. All that stuff would be on the tapes, man. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the beauty, even though, even though living in these cities is crazy. Like, I'm in the heart of the hood. Like, it's crazy. But it's a good thing because if I was like my cousins in them down south, I would I would just be coming on to this knowledge. Like, they're just starting to hit me up. Like, yo, you seen this, that, and third? Like, no, nah, bro, I was trying to tell you that back in 05 or 06. You didn't want to hear nothing. Like, you didn't want to hear me back then. Now it's always 2023. Like, we're grown. Like, we was 18 trying to tell y'all this type of stuff. And y'all wasn't, I guess, receptive of the information or they don't have a lot of um they didn't have a lot back then they didn't have a lot of a lot of different cultures like they didn't have muslims they didn't have hebrew israelites they didn't have Nuwabians. they didn't have people that was affiliated with the move they didn't have all the different things that we have in philly and baltimore and dc and new york and chicago and stuff like that chicago too chicago is another it, well it was oh yeah so, uh, but uh, the Hebrew Israelites, I gotta, I, I don't believe in the Bible and stuff, but I gotta hand it to them because no group has spread consciousness like they have. Like they're everywhere. Right. And, and, and right. if you, you know, and then in, in New York, it's always the base with them and the, the Kimites and you know the, the Moors and you know, we, right, you know, right, we was in right, Spain right. and y'all was the Hebrews in Spain. It'd be all types of stuff. So it's giving it give right. people a basis of history where they have points of reference where they can look back on. But nothing, nothing has spread it, I, I think, because they, they deal with the Bible and everyone knows that. So their proficiency in it, how they memorize it, is just the Lord's people. Like, how do you do memorize it? And that gets people into watching them, and then they see the people they debate with, and now you get more information that you know what I'm saying? Right. It's started, right. But it's, I've never it's, seen it's a, a snowball effect. spread it like them. Yeah, the the Hebrews so, like they spread it more than the the, the Muslim groups, the Moors, the Kimites, the the Nuwafian, all of the conscious groups. No one no one's had the effect that the Hebrews have. I gotta give it to them. But I think I think they got more of an effect because of how they be outside on the streets. I think that their effect because they'll say stuff like I can remember during the pandemic they was out there and they would say stuff they'd be like huh you you know it's abomination y'all taking this vaccine and then they would go into biblical scripture like you said and then that makes you think it is kind of a blessing to have them around because they'll say stuff that makes you think and you could just be on the subway you could just be going to the avenue to buy a pair of sneakers or or a shirt or something and there they is on the avenue and they'll say something to make you think, and you'll be like, hmm, that is true. I ain't doing that. Yeah, these white people is crazy. Like, So it's a good thing. Um, well, 
that we would well, love to have that. And it's also a good thing that we're people from up here is moving down south and spreading consciousness in areas that strictly Southern Baptist. And it ain't, ain't nothing else there. You know what I mean? I know a lot of Muslim brothers, a lot of Hebrew brothers that can move down south and spread the information because when you're in that Christian Baptist stronghold, it's like other information blocks you. Like, you don't want to hear nothing else but that. Yeah, but well, it's even great because the Bible Belt, where they come into the South, they're now enhancing because the young people are not going up in the churches and doing that. They're getting the knowledge from, from the media and getting going mm-hmm. into conferences because they're having conferences here in Atlanta left and right. And this is the part that, that we have to begin to understand. We're creating the spaces and places that knowledge is, is, is being perceived. Yep. Um, since Don yeah. watched Crumb on Crumb TV, he always having a conference in Atlanta at the book at the, the Treehouse or whatever that's called that y'all got down there. Um, Shrine the Black. But Madonna. Atlanta was a consciousness hub too, though. Oh yeah, because the boys and and some of the greats were here, you know, at the AU, and so this is what we're looking at because. We migrated from down here up there, and now the migration, two generations are now migrating back. That's true. That's true. Well, we down to our last three minutes, and we can continue this Monday. We'll be back on Monday uh, with Thomas. Yeah, I'll finish out the human enhancement because I'm going to go through the existing technologies, the emerging technologies, and Technologies that are um, speculative, but I'll show you where they, they're actually more than they, they're working on it. And um, okay, so, yeah, that's, yes. Yeah, I sent you that uh, Pew's research. I saw what you said. On, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they give yeah. the data on on the age groups that these media's are focused on. Gotcha. Gotcha. I'm going to definitely check that out. Well, uh, thanks, everyone. I want to thank everyone. Better love, and, and we will continue this Monday, 9 o'clock p.m. Right. Eastern Standard Time. Better love, everyone. Right. Better love. Better love. Yeah, What's up, y'all? Thank you.